This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey, everyone, and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with Vintage Homeschool Moms. And today I have a very special guest on the line that I'll bring in in just a moment. I want to thank our sponsor, the Wisdom Wonder Project. You can find out more information at wisdomwonderproject.org. And they also have some videos that are available on YouTube. So you can go to youtube.com forward slash Wisdom Wonder Project. And today we are going to be talking about the foundations of learning and bringing beauty into learning. And I'm excited to talk about this because anything academic and learning and kids is high on my list. And my guest today is Lisa Ann Dillon. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, Felice. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm always excited to come on and talk about our project. Oh, I'm, I am as well. And so uh, you are a homeschool mom and a longtime teacher. So tell us a little bit about how you got to this point of having this amazing uh, curriculum that is available for parents. Yeah, I think it's fun to start with how I became a homeschool mother because it was very accidental. <laughs> um, I am a longtime teacher. I've been teaching for 25 years. And we moved to a new home, the beautiful central coast of California, and had my first child. And at, when he was about two and a half, it was time for me to get back to work. And I found a really lovely school, San Luis Obispo Classical Academy, that was a hybrid program where students were homeschooled part-time and um, taught on campus. So I was able to go back to teaching part-time. My two-and-a-half-year-old and I were just glued together at the hip. And so in order to prepare for my classroom teaching, all of the materials that I needed to read to be prepared, I had my son on my lap and read all those materials to him. So he was hearing Greek mythology, story of the world, um, you know, uh, Leaf the Lucky, all these beautiful books. And I was able to see firsthand how the mind of a child, when given beautiful, luxurious literature and materials, that mind just lights up and kids love to learn. So I just was, he was sort of like in a little learning laboratory. And as I continued working at Slow Classical Academy, my second uh, child came along, my daughter. So my son is now in high school and my daughter is a sixth grader. And I love my home teaching days just as much as I love my on-campus teaching days. So that's how I got here. That's so great. And so um, you were actually teaching at the same school your children attended. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. And that's just been so wonderful. Now, the best of both worlds, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, um, as we were talking before we went on air, 
and um, you were sharing with me some of the beauty of learning. I kind of, I asked you, and I was leading you through, you know, where do you, um, you know, pull from? Like, were you classical or Charlotte Mason? Or And so you kind of shared a little bit about that and your philosophy and foundations of learning for, for children. So share that with us. Yeah, so we are definitely influenced by um, Charlotte Mason, which is, I believe, a very gentle approach to learning while keeping learning quite rigorous. And it's um, what attracts what attracts us at Wisdom Wonder Project to that style of learning is the nature to which it is very developmentally appropriate. So that at each age and stage, when something is awakening in children and their minds are ready. Um, the curriculum that we are providing them is meeting them right where they are. And it is uh, classically based, but we feel that the Wisdom Wonder Project curriculum can be implemented in any home, whether families are, you know, leaning towards classical or leaning towards Charlotte Mason or not leaning towards that at all. What we really tried to do was find the most um, beautiful, accessible approach to learning with sort of tried, tested, true methods to really help children, first of all, light their fire to love learning, and then second of all, move in the direction of mastery. And this is what we've pulled together with Wisdom Wonder. It's, it's like a tall order as I'm listening to you here. <laughs> I'm going, gosh, I want to do that. <laughs> and so, um, and, I, and I know right now, you know, the way your school is set up, that you are growing and have stages. And again, um, a lot of these um, important dates that are coming up for um, your, you know, Wisdom Wonder Project as well as uh, different things that you're going to be launching. We're going to have all of that information on our website so that we can keep that updated. And of course, um, you know, listeners go to wisdomwonderproject.org and get on their mailing list and, and start following them and you'll get that firsthand. Um, you know, because I, I realize you guys have some great things like a daily email with free lessons and resources and, and so forth. But I think what I, what I loved as I was talking to you was how you made learning sound so enticing and so wonderful. And it brought to mind, too, um, especially with younger children, homeschool moms sometimes struggle. I know I did um, when I was homeschooling my kids. And I had, you know, the two older children. And then I had my third and then fourth and then fifth. And I have a background in, um, you know, elementary ed and, and, and early childhood. So I loved you know, working with kids, like even doing some psychological things because you could see where their their learning level was very easily, you know, giving them things like, you know, the half cup, the, showing them a different size cups that have the same amount of water and saying, are these, you know, which cup has more? And they're always going to point to the taller cup, right? Because it looks right, like it does. Right, that's that and conservation. You, and Right. <laughs> and so, you know, I always felt a little guilty doing these things, but it was so much fun <laughs> to me. And I loved it. And then, you know, when child three came along and four, I was realizing mm -hmm. I don't have as much time to do some of these things. So you shared with me um, some of what you have for the children. And one of the things was in the area of math. And I know uh, you were sharing with me that the, um, some of the YouTube videos that are available um, have the Singapore math. And so explain to me a little bit about 
that, the philosophy um, behind using that particular curriculum, and why you 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 pick that one. Yeah. So, I mean, if we just start with like sort of the hard, cold fact that um, you know in Singapore they just teach math. It's not Singapore math. It's just their math. And then we have developed that curriculum and, and brought it over to the United States. But using the method of teaching that they use, which I'll get into in just a moment, they were able to skyrocket themselves to the top of, you know, they're some of the best, um, they have some of the best math scores in the world. That that was not always the case. So, you know, 10, 15 years ago, they were, they were a more poor performing country. They really dedicated themselves to improving that. So the program's very research-based to start. But I, I like to get to the more organic um, core of Singapore math, which is that all of the teaching begins in this very concrete manner, not just for the youngest children, but all the way on up into sixth grade math. We're always starting with something that we can move with our hands and see visually. And I, it, like if we get back to sort of the beauty of learning, um, we have all these different learning modalities that available to all of us. Some of us are more auditory, some of us are more kinesthetic, some more visual. The Singapore Math Program really addresses all those learning styles in in one because of this foundational beginning with concrete materials. So. Um, we have started with the kindergarten videos because we really feel like um, we want to help people understand that math is something so much more than just numbers. We think of that like, you know, two plus two equals four, that's math. But if we get back to sort of what is developmentally appropriate at the different ages and stages, kindergartners love to categorize. They love to stack. They love to compare. They love to talk about color. They love to put things in front of, behind, underneath, over. And we are really able to bring all of that to life in the video series that we're doing. And um, we know that as we move forward and, and add other levels, at age, you know, ages and grades, that that is available right there to us to meet the developmental stages. Um, of children at each level. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. It does. And it, <laughs> it also explains too, um, you know, what I think is, is really important is that you have to look at your child developmentally because a lot of times we'll try something and if we meet with a lot of frustration, you know, we, we back off. Um, which is okay for, you know, maybe a time, but then to reintroduce it. Uh, I used to tell my children that if if they know it, it's easy. And if they don't know it, it means they need to learn it, you know, and I, I had, yeah. you know, different ways I would say that. And then they would, you know, finally just groan and say, okay, mom, you know, we know, you know, what that is. Um, and so sometimes pushing them a little bit and having something that is aesthetically pleasing, you were explaining to me too, um, that children love to watch these videos because they're so beautiful. So share with me, um, share with the listeners a little bit about that as well. Yeah, so when we were um, casting the vision for the videos, we felt like um, sort of on a more practical level, some of the things that were needed were um, <clears throat> Singapore math has a whole different 
language around mathematics that it uses. So there's this sort of instructional need to help families understand some of the differences. For instance, a common phrase is number bonds. We used to call those math fact families. Um, so we wanted something that would be informational. But beyond that, yes, we wanted something that would be beautiful. And I was very inspired by um, Mr. Rogers and the way in which there was beauty and simplicity. And he was able to speak to children in a manner that caused children to speak back to him. Mm -hmm. So we really tried to cultivate this with the videos. So for, for families who have the capability to sit down with their children and watch these videos, we think that the moms that we're, we're um, you know, having a test audience currently, we're hearing from moms that the moms are enjoying our videos also. Um, Mrs. Hauser, Amy Hauser, is our kindergarten math teacher, and she's just darling. And so that what we're finding is that the students are saying, can we watch another one? Can we watch another one? And so we are seeing that we're meeting our goal of making math um, interesting and fun and Children are getting their understanding. Um, it, it is increasing as they're watching the videos. So they're developing their capabilities. And we're, I feel like we're sort of starting a little math revolution where families <laughs> across, really across the world, right? Because we're on the web. So anywhere in the world, you can click and go, sit down with your child. But we also feel like these videos, the quality is so high that if mom needs or dad or grandma needs to walk away, the child remains engaged with the teacher on the screen. We are seeing that children, you know, if Ms. Hauser says, um, this, I have an orange and a green and an orange, which color will come next? We are seeing that the children are shouting out to the screen as if they're in class with their teacher. So, for families who have to walk away from the screen, they can still hear and monitor that the child sitting in front mm -hmm. of the lesson is still engaged with the lesson and um, learning and going forward. And then, of course, if mom wants to sit down and have um, an enjoyable math time, <laughs> we're finding right? that is something that's happening, too. <laughs> That's so great. And so, you know, you also have addressed some things like common struggles and best practices. So can you combine those two and just share with us, like, what are some common, common struggles for uh, teaching little ones, um, you know, even to elementary, and then some of your best practices uh, to overcome that? Yes. So, I mean, I think the greatest common struggle that we all have is that very few of us um, had dynamic math instruction when we were in school. So I meet with a lot of moms who have math anxiety. And so to sit down with your young child and teach math in a way that captures their heart is really challenging for a lot of families. Then we have people on the other end for whom math came easily and using um, the algorithms or the steps and procedures to solving math for themselves makes perfect sense to them. That makes it really hard to instruct a young child who needs to be at a more concrete stage. And so I, I feel like this is a real challenge for homeschool families. And to be honest, I think it's a real challenge for many trained teachers who are within the classroom. I think it's a common 
struggle. And then I think some of the ways to overcome that, first of all, are to pay close attention to the kinds of learners you have before you. It may be that your first child learned math really easily and they didn't have any trouble at all. And then your second or your third, you're teaching them the very same way and it just doesn't make sense. You're not unlocking the learning for them. So um, we feel like when you teach with concrete materials, all children can learn math well. Like there's not a math gene or a math brain. When you're using the kinds of materials that children can move around and compare and order, um, even when we get into numeracy, we're using um, materials that represent the numerals about which we're speaking. So children are developing a conceptual understanding. And so even children with learning disabilities or with um, like a numerical type of dysgraphia, calculia, dyscalculia, um, all children, when they have the materials in their hands, can learn and thrive in math. Mm, very good. Yeah, I, I realize that too with kids that, you know, maybe struggle with the reading portion and they, they're able to do the math or vice versa. So um, it's great to, you know, and I, I love um, of, of everything you've said um, of, of how multisensory it is. Uh, because I think that, you know, that was ingrained with me. I had some Montessori and some other uh, philosophies in my education um, as a teacher. And so those were just ingrained that just kids can do so much more um, and, and integrate that. And it becomes their own, you know, learning. And then they start teaching others, you know, once they've got, you know, some of that with some of the modalities. And I think a lot of times, you know, you're trying to explain things. I mean, um, you know, for homeschool mommies, you know, uh, we, we try to get creative in so many different ways. I remember um, one of my children was struggling with addition and subtraction. I just took uh, sheets of paper, um, 20, and wrote one through 20 and had him stand on the number three and then count up <laughs> or whatever that was. And they were just like so thrilled and delighted, you know, and I didn't have a laminator. And so, of course, those papers got squished under feet and dirty and in the pool and whatever else when we were outside trying to do this. Um, but it showed me again, you know, I needed to do more of this and then we don't have time because we've got all this other stuff going on. And so it's wonderful to have programs like this. And, and so you guys uh, started in one place or one school and you said that, um, you know, parents, really wanted as people were moving and things they wanted to um, take you with them and so explain how you started the wisdom wonder project and well yeah and also the Singapore math yeah yeah okay so um, the school where I teach San Luis Obispo so that's the town we're in San Luis Obispo and everybody just calls it slow the slow <laughs> classical academy <laughs> Uh, we started, I think, 14, 15 years ago, and um, as we've had, um, as we've grown throughout the years, first of all, we have a lot of visitors to our school. Um, we have, you know, grandparents or aunts who come in from out of town, um, even educators who come to the school, but also, periodically, we have families who move away from our school. Um, we've heard a repeated message, which is, I wish I could get your school wherever it is I'm going to. Um, and we've had families um, 
uh, be deployed militarily and be um, even leave the country and wish that they could take our school with them. I will say that um, it's such a, a dynamic and um, really affirming place to learn and I mean to, to work and we are learning all the time. So we have many teachers who have been with our school from the beginning, very experienced at developing curriculum, at finding the best materials out there. And so we began to think like there is a true need for an online digital home school company that addresses learning in the way that we have done it, which is developing excellent habits of the mind, um, really meeting, as you said, those foundational um, needs that children have when they're learning. So Wisdom Wonder was sort of an offshoot of what we are already doing. We, we see that it's working. We see that our teachers are really skilled at um, uh, putting the curriculum together. And so we launched Wisdom Wonder Project and we're, we're uh, getting great feedback about it and really excited to be able to, we, to reach a wider audience, literally a worldwide audience. Mm-hmm. Um, with excellent, you know, excellent opportunities for teaching children at home. And I will say, too, in regards to the Singapore math videos, what, one criticism of Singapore math is that uh, you really need training to teach it well. And we have found that to be the case. We have spent years um, getting our teachers trained so that they can seamlessly teach Singapore math. Well, we want to make that available to people out there because if you're a new homeschool mom or you're a homeschool family that's been doing it for a long time and you want to just jump in and adopt this program, it can feel really daunting. So we're mm-hmm. trying to weave into the videos actual instruction for parents. You know, just by watching them, you're going to learn that one of the most important ways to teach your children is to encourage them to verbalize about their thinking, to imagine in their mind, to develop pictures in their minds as they're moving things around with their hands. We've all had this student who we say, hey, how did you solve that? And the child says, I don't know. I just got the answer. <laughs> well, if you, if you start with some math, children are encouraged to talk about their thinking all along the way. And we have seen at Slow Classical Academy, kids all the way up into our high school and higher level math are successful at being able to explain their thinking, which means that when they come to complex problems they need to solve, they have the tools in their toolkit to think through, hmm, how do I approach this? And then they have multiple strategies because that's built right into Singapore math is try it this way, try it that way, try it one more way. Now teach a skeptic, (laughs) prove that to me. And and yes, we just feel like it's such a dynamic way to learn math and it helps children and even teachers fall in love with math. And that's, that's what we're hoping for. Wonderful. And we've, we've talked a lot about the math, but I know that you sent me a sample of one of the lessons that was very um, literature focused. And it really was beautiful because a lot of times when I look at these things, I'll say, you know, gosh, is there not an original thought here? But you really mm-hmm. walk the parents through the book and a lot of the suggested activities and questions were very well thought out. And, um, you know, I know you said you pulled from, you know, some different uh, 
principles of learning and foundational learning um, that, you know, is going to circle back around, you know, that really brings back the beauty and education um, because there's some of us, myself included, that is, I call myself a lifelong learner. There isn't anything that I, you know, feel like I have a handle on totally that we can't find some other beauty, even if you're reading in elementary or, you know, a little ones, um, a book geared for little ones, you know, you can still see something that's, oh my gosh, you know, I totally missed that. So I think mm-hmm. this, you know, I, I, I hear it in the name, you know, Wisdom Wonder Project, as well as seeing it firsthand um, in the lesson that was sent to me uh, to review. And, um, you know, as you know, Lisa Ann, I, I don't um, do a lot of interviews uh, with things that I don't believe in. So um, I'm really excited to share uh, your vision and your um, wonderful curriculum with my audience. And hopefully, even if you uh, don't have a younger child, you might be able to take some of the philosophy of learning that that um, Lisa Ann has shared as well as follow along with them because you are going to be growing and uh, sharing this with others that you might know um, who possibly benefit. So um, right now, um, you know, I would really encourage you guys to go to wisdomwonderproject.org. Also look at their YouTube uh, channel, youtube.com forward slash wisdomwonderproject and sign up for their emails for free lessons because um, that is always helpful to uh, parents. Uh, So any last words to our listeners as we, um, you know, conclude this? I feel like it's been a beautiful interview, <laughs> you know, with all of these, you know, like I've already painted this picture. I'm a visual person anyway. So I've painted this picture of this beautiful, you know, learning that takes place. Yeah. You know, I want to hit that last thing that you were speaking about in regard to the, um, to the packet, to the literature really believe in reading aloud to our children. I want to throw in a, a great book. I don't know if you um, are familiar or your audience. It's uh, called The Read Aloud Handbook by Jim Trevise. And we really believe that a good book should be read aloud, not once, not twice, but often. And so with literature, we're providing um, really encourage families to do that. And that is one of the ways that we feel families pull their children of multiple ages together. And I, I call this, I've called this throughout the years of schooling with my kids, time on the sofa. And it's just, you know, if everybody's uh, at each this growth, I mean, we're all um, in a house together currently. I, it is the best way to just calm everyone down, bring everyone together, time on the sofa, open up one of those beautiful literature books, and then the activities that are there to follow can easily be geared up or down based on the age of your children. You may be choosing something that's part of our pre-K curriculum, but we're hearing from families who are testing the program that it's very easy to gear it up or down. And I want to throw one last thing in about that. Um, recently, because our school has currently um, had to go online with the current quarantine in the nation, um, so all of our teachers are producing videos that our families can watch. And I produced one that is not geared towards my um, actual 
teaching level, which is third and fourth, had allowed a book called Roxaboxin, which is actually used in our kindergarten. And that went up on my YouTube channel. And I got a comment from a high schooler. He's a freshman who I've, I've known his whole life. And he commented about this book, Roxabox. Like, cool, I love this book. And it just hit home for me how this beautiful literature just becomes a part of the lexicon of a child to be pulled out again and again and again. And we feel like the way the Wisdom Wonder Project um, um, packets are set up, that just becomes a natural part of how families will teach. And this gets to that heart of the beauty. We're, we're using beautiful literature with meaningful, non-repetitious activities, um, lots of different kinds of choices to homeschool families. We think everyone will find something dynamic and beautiful. So I guess maybe it's where we can wrap up. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I can really hear your heart for teaching and the love of kids and maybe go ahead and uh, send me that link to uh, that reading and we'll share that as well um, with our audience. Um, I think that would be really fun. So um, thank you for all that you're doing um, for the beauty of education and also, uh, you know, to bring this uh, curriculum uh, to to a worldwide audience possibly would not have had that opportunity unless they lived near you uh, demographically. So uh, thanks again for joining me. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me on today, Felice. You can hear I really could talk all day about this stuff. Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah, I really do appreciate the opportunity to do to do so with your wonderful audience. Thank you. Oh, gosh, thank you. And so, friends, you can find our show notes for today's episode at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. Look for Foundation of Learning, and you'll see other links that uh, Lisa Ann was sharing with me. So take care, God bless, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.